Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Physical 100 on Netflix. Netflix. Should I just give up? I thought you were going to go with my body. (laughs) Did they say that at all? Did they talk about bodies at all in this? It's not so much that they talked about bodies at all in this. It's that one of the contestants in this show literally said, my motto is my body. (laughs) There was no end to that sentence. I suspect there might have been a translation error. (laughs) Maybe. But my body is a, it's a motto. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to tell everyone what this was about? Yes. Okay. It was about a hundred Korean people saying hello to each other uh-huh. for 30 minutes. <laughs> and then hanging on some bars. <laughs> well, well, everybody makes the same squid game joke. Yeah. The end. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to wrap it up? <laughs> I picked this show this week because I had heard... And I I think this bears true in what we watch, but I had heard that it was an interesting reality competition, which is debatable, but that the in general, the tone was very positive and supportive, which to me was the palate cleanser we needed after last week with Perfect Match. Oh, you got to have your palate cleansed, huh? uh, uh -huh. I did. (laughs) I did get to have my palate cleansed, which I needed in order for me to hear your update this week. And not mine, because we are not going to get five more ratings and reviews by Tuesday, which I think was the deadline. Still time, dude. I got the day off tomorrow. I could go to Jordan Creek. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) I won't, but... Yeah. uh, Yeah, so it's basically a hundred folks living in Korea that are all in they're all athletes they're all athletes it's a physical competition so a lot of the people are like on various olympic teams for korea uh there's like mma fighters and bodybuilders right yeah uh exercise personalities a prison guard yeah that type of stuff. a single baseball player (laughs) who is just gonna get his ass beat in this competition i think david Darren Nippert. 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 I looked him up. He won the MVP in Korea. I believe it. He's just, he's a pitcher. I don't think of pitchers as like super athletic in a way that's going to be conducive to winning even this first round of the competition. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody seemed to have their like specialty or there, there were various types of of how people are fed. There's like the big blocky built dudes. And then there's like martial artists. And I want to say like, is there a ballerina? I don't know if there was a ballerina, but I wrote down some, there was a, there was Olympic gymnasts, special forces. There was like a firefighter guy. There was bodybuilders. A couple of those, a fencer. Yeah. Uh, a couple different trainers. I stopped writing it. Uh, yeah. The, the YouTuber guy. Yeah. The guys. There were a couple of them. 
There was a like fifty year old MMA fighter who was just like such a legend that when like they all they all didn't they all didn't know every single one of each other, didn't but they all knew. Yeah, they Some didn't know each other that, personally, but yeah. every one of the people was like, oh my god, that's... Yeah. There was always somebody that was like, oh my yeah. gosh, that's yeah. so-and-so. Or uh, they were like running in circles with somebody. Like they were talking about somebody else and, and one of the people was like, oh no, I talked to him. He said he's not going to do this and that type of thing. But this MMA fighter comes in and everything just stopped. And like everybody had to shake his hand and go to him. So And applaud. There was yeah. applause for him. Yeah. Um, which was funny. Um, the fact that there are so many different ways of every last one of those people could say and frequently did say, I've got a great body. Every yeah. last one of them. They all had fantastic physiques. But they all had yeah. different, very different definitions of what a great body is. There were some fucking hulking mountain type, like the mountain from Game of Thrones type of people. Yeah. And then there were fairly lithe fencers and shit. And everyone in between. That, that fencer was yoked. Did you see the picture of him with the shirt off holding the his sword? I'm no like I don't remember enough of these people other than the MMA fighter and the MM or, and the baseball player. He. I'm just assuming he was like there were enough no. live people, so maybe it wasn't the fencer, but like. Let me see if I can find this picture they showed. Further proof this, that my idea from like 60 episodes was a good idea, which is I should be doing this every week. This isn't the picture I was talking about, but this is a picture of that fencer. Yeah. I mean, that that holds true for yeah. most of the people yeah. in this, with the exception of the baseball player. He was tall. He's very tall, but like he was kind of a scrawny dude, oh. comparatively at least. Uh, oh, uh, this is an audio medium, so people didn't get to see that picture of the fencer you just you did, so I'll describe it. Imagine the muscliest man that you've ever seen, and uh, then put him in a competition with 99 other people just as or more muscly than that. Yeah, the amount of times that things escalated from like, oh my gosh, that person has the perfect body, but that just kept getting said, and all I could think is, you all have different bodies, they can't all be perfect in that way yeah um my favorite was there is a gymnast on here who won a gold medal in 2020 london it felt like going through this after a half hour it felt like they were going to introduce all 100 contestants one by one so i stopped writing them down eventually (laughs) i i stopped writing i can't believe you went 30 minutes i stopped writing them down after seven or eight so he won a gold medal in the 2020 London Olympics. And he says, I feel in this field, I would probably be at the top of the group in things like free gymnastics. And I was like, oh, no shit. He won a gold medal. Weird. Maybe in a group of of anyone like in the world since you won, I don't know, a gold fucking medal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, shit. Let's see here. I, I, I have some notes. I have some notes, too. I don't think we can overstate enough, though, how serious and very uh, accurate we're being when we say it was literally 30 minutes of 100 people all just being introduced basically one at a time. I was waiting 
Ev- shit, even uh, Perfect Match, I think they introduced four or five people in depth, and then the last five was just like, all right, let's let's blow past these people. I was expecting that every minute from five minutes on, and it went on for an additional 25. <laughs> I was just like, okay, now we're going to like move. Nope. Oh, okay. Still going one at a time, huh? <laughs> they didn't do all 100, but they did a it lot. It was pretty fucking, it was 30 <laughs> minutes, dude. Yeah. And they were going at a clip of about two or three a minute, which puts you right at about 90 or so. And so as they're being introduced, they're all walking in to <laughs> this uh, I don't know what this room is. This big old room. It's just a big old. It's a big old room with some weird, bad, not very high quality plaster uh, torsos. What makes you say not high quality? I'm guessing. Okay. <laughs> and, and they like have to go around and find their own torso and stuff. I don't weird. think they had to. I think everybody just fucking they chose just to. They were like, oh, my body. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like a screen on the on the wall and it starts talking and they're all like, oh. Uh, <laughs> they were all so impressed. Yeah. By like special effect. It was just like pretty basic graphic. Yeah. No, but my best part of when somebody was impressed is when they start playing the game. They have a grid of a hundred numbers on, and you have to go stand in a random number. And so they all just like go stand in the on, in the numbers and and wait for it to start. And one of them goes, "I'm having fun already. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of fun." It's like you just you, what on. has happened? Well, not even just, to this point, you have looked at a statue of your own body, looked at the actual bodies of ninety nine other people, and then went and stood on some numbered squares. <laughs> yep. I was waiting the, the whole time, the whole time that they were introducing 100, sorry, 97 or 98 really fit people and one baseball player and uh, the dude that was on the bone breaking team who was basically, I don't know that he had like a great body. He was just double jointed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just like that's, yeah. At that point, I felt, oh, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, huh? He's like doing all like these shoulder pop shits and like his arms like going like up over his head and then then down his entire back and like describe him as a his own butt (laughs) i would describe him as a contortionist he described himself as the founding member of korea's first bone breaking team which is a weird translation error i'm guessing because that's that's a weird way of putting it i agree i liked when there were like 30 people there and one of them goes is this all of us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that woman i think she had a few comments like uh she asked once or twice like if, if they could die doing this like this show made us want to think that people could die and that was okay it was so not just that <laughs> there was at the very beginning a voiceover that was clearly from one of the contestants. And then I'm pretty sure the same contestant said something very similar later on that talked about how it will totally be fine to kill someone in this competition. Like somebody (laughs) got into this competition, hedging their bets, thinking this was absolutely going to be a squid game. And they for sure were cool with it. They came ready to kill. Yeah, I found it in the, 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 Choices of outfits that people came in on were extremely varied. 
Uh, it was a lot of people that were dressed as you'd expect and like extremely uh, bearing clothes because you've got a body that you've been working 30 years on. Of course, you're going to show it off. There were a number of people that were wearing their Olympic gear to show off. There were some people that were wearing the most buck wild like suits with tigers and shit on them. Like they were really into some sort of fashion. And then there was that one 18 year old who I don't remember what Olympic thing he was a part of. He was a taekwondoist. Yes. He just came in wearing the baggiest, like wanted no part of showing off his body in the, in the slightest. And he did seem very out of place. Yeah. The whole 30 minutes they were going through the hundred people with great bodies. I was waiting for a host to come in. To, like, introduce things, which they ended up not doing. They went for the very Squid Game, like, disembodied voice. But I was really hoping it was going to be some dude, like, my size. Just, like, waddling in there, fucking 400 pounds. Like, all right, guys, you're here to compete. Like, it's like (laughs) Brian Poussin comes on. (laughs) I'm thinking more like a Caligula. Like, somebody coming out on a couch getting fed grapes. (laughs) I wasn't think I was thinking Brian Pussain, but in this very moment, it came to me that it would be very funny if it was like this gluttonous, uh, fucking rich guy that was just like compete for my amusement. <laughs> I think Brian Pussain probably is a gluttonous rich guy. I don't know if he's as rich as I'm thinking. I'm thinking rich enough to like run a Squid Game, you know? Oh yeah. Are you gonna keep watching this? If I had had more time today on a lunch break or something like that, I probably would have watched the second episode. Partially Before because... we recorded? Yes. Dude. Partially because I was interested in the show. But that obviously doesn't carry me through because I don't cheat on this podcast, unlike some of us. What would have carried me through was the fact that we watched an hour-long episode of a show and it was 30 minutes of introductions and 30 minutes of hanging from a jungle gym. <laughs> the worst part of that jungle gym piece, though, is it wasn't 30 minutes of hanging from a jungle gym. It was 13 minutes of hanging from a jungle gym stretched out to 30 minutes. They showed the timer at the end. The person who won that little competition only held on for 13 minutes. So why did I have to watch it for 30? They needed to fill an hour. That was obvious. Drama, too. That it was obvious that they were just needing to fill an hour because multiple times during this episode, and I'm sure you notice it as well, they would just repeat the same thing over and over again. Like they would show somebody uh, slipping on the bars and they'd go, oh, no, or something like that. And then they would immediately cut to just a slightly different angle, rewound a second so that we can watch them slip again oh, and go, yeah. oh, no, they did that. Seven or eight times during this. I don't know if that is a uh, cultural thing. I don't, or if that was just truly, oh, fuck, we're lazy. We got, we, we were contracted for an hour. We have got to fill this hour. <laughs> How do you think that, like, if you took three random ones of these and then put them in Flores Lava, how do you think they'd do? Better than most. Yeah, I agree. I think they'd probably get tri- tripped up by, like, the water and the slipperiness. So like anyone on floor is lava. Also the lava, it's really hot. The lava's really hot. And like their body is like they're really nice, but like not lava nice, you know? Like they just burned right up if they fell in the lava. They, they have to get from like one side of the room to the other one, so that might be a challenge for them. I th- as far going back to when I watch more of this, the concept to me is still interesting, even if this first episode was a terrible one for us to watch. The concept of let's see who has the best body. No, 
I maybe interpreted the concept differently than the show is interpreting it. Because, yeah, to, to your point, they described the show immediately as, let's see who has the best body. <laughs> and Eric, watching as soon as they said that, was like, I'm, I'm in. in. I gotta see this. I gotta see this great body. I, <laughs> you know what, dude? If you want to see a good body, just take your shirt off and look in the mirror. No, no, nope. Nope, that's not true. <laughs> um... No, the concept to me is still uh, if I, I'm uh, I'm hoping that the competitions are varied enough that this plays out. But there, there's a lot of different types of strength in this. There, there. I mean, and, which was evidenced in that first. This wasn't even the competition yeah. cutting people. It was just their side quest or whatever they called it. Um, seeing how long you can hang. The people that were fucking 350 pounds because they're so fucking bulked up and yoked out of their mind fell almost immediately for the most part because they're fucking 350 pounds and you can't hold on to that shit for that long. Um, but I also know from the this season on, there's shit like sumo wrestling and shit like that that is just going to get some of these people absolutely fucked up. So I, I find that potentially interesting. I don't know if it will be. But <laughs> that's where I'm at. What about you? Are you going to watch any more of this? I don't know. Maybe I'll just wait for your updates on it. I'll watch. I'll almost certainly watch another episode. Maybe even tonight. Are we ready for a perfect match update? I think we are. So as promised, if we got up to 40 ratings, I was going to watch perfect match. Uh, We already got the rating. So I already watched the episode. We got the rating from Sarah who it plays Dungeons and Dragons with us and I'm a DM for it. But it did make me think of like a D&D campaign that's basically perfect match. Save it save it for a, a one-off when if we just need a break from this campaign for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I watched this today. Just the next episode two? Episode two. Okay. And I turned it on and I was like, I'm not even taking notes. This is bullshit. And then I was like, I got to take notes. So I took maybe... (laughs) Three pages of notes. Handwritten in a notebook. Yeah. So we see the aftermath of like the two guys getting in the house and they're all just like talking and bullshit and whatever. Let's see here. Who who was right of the two of us? About you, what? You thought that those two guys, if they didn't get... the Two guys entered into the competition at the end of it. I thought that that meant two guys were going to get sent home at the some point during this next episode. They haven't brought anything anybody knew on yet, so it ha- it's not clear what happened with those guys. You see them walk out the door. If they get added back to the pool or if, like okay, you said... Okay, so they do yeah. get sent home. I mean, they may get added back, but they do get sent home. Yeah. Okay. They 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 leave the competition. Gotcha. Um. So and those two were uh one of the guys that showed up the guy wearing the suit and uh the guy who hooked up with the Joey. real estate. No, not Joey. No, there's. Oh she went back to Joey after oh. that date. Oh, dude. All right, let's get into it. K- so you carousel, about carousel, carousel and Joey carousel. <laughs> God damn it. The, the very, abi- like, I, I, 
After we got done recording this podcast last week, I went home and then spent another hour talking to Kathy about this show. And it was just a lot of interjections from her, like, do we need to watch this? And I said, fuck no, I'm getting, like, I can feel my blood pressure rising with the amount of, no, fuck that shit. Fuck everything about that. (laughs) Okay. So, Carousel and Joey. Carousel has that great date. Joey is... uh, Manipulative and shitty. Manipulative and shitty. He goes and he talks to Chase, the guy she goes on the date with, and basically just, like, hashes things out. He's like, yeah, you know, they're friends, apparently, and uh, he's not pissed or territorial or anything. To, to him. He's definitely territorial to her, but go on. So, he spends the whole day passive, being passive-aggressively jealous at Carousel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really and manipulative, gaslighty sort of bullshit. Go on. She spends the whole day being pissed at him about it until... She matches up with him again anyway. And then the next day is still not quite sure <laughs> if she's going to pick between her and Chase. It was a whole thing. Francesca, you know, remember Nick, the creepy guy? Yeah. Francesca's starting to like him. Jesus Christ. And so is Savannah. Hold on. Which one was Savannah? The one he was like uh, power coupling with. And uh, Francesca, you remember when Nick like comes up to him? To her and Dom on the stairs. Yes, I do remember that. It is ingrained into the fucking fiber of my being. The cringe that was so hard that I nearly vomited. Go on. She was like, maybe you would have come up a little sooner. (laughs) Well, no shit. She said that then, too. Like, no, you're too late, dumb fuck. Uh, Let's see here. Chase moves on everybody. The new guy that goes on the date with Carousel moves in on everybody. He's very manipulative. And he like goes to like, I don't know, it's every woman in the house and goes like, as soon as I walked in, God damn I immediately knew that I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> moves in on Savannah. Who falls for it? Somebody falls for it. Uh, the, the real estate one. And Sophie. Falls for okay, it, okay. and uh, they send home the guy that she was with. Uh, let's see here. She was the one that she was the other one that got set up in another blind date, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Shane, the guy with the crazy eyes. Yeah. Uh, uh, when somebody comes and starts talking to Inez, who he's currently hooked up with, says there's a talking head in which he says, I'm not sure if this is a direct quote, but I'm not paraphrasing. This is what he says. I'm giving you the option to talk to her. <laughs> uh, so, you know. He was, so after I got finished talking with Kathy about this show for an hour, she wanted to watch the trailer for it. And so we did. And as soon as she saw him, she fucking jumped. She was like, oh my God, that dude has some crazy ass eyes. Oh, and Sophie, who goes out on that date with Zay. Out of nowhere, uh, uh, she matches up with Zay. Then she goes on the date with um, Chase. Chase. Out of nowhere, when she's talking to Zay, it's just like, I just feel like you're using me as a placeholder. And Zay's like, what? And she's like, no, you're going home. And he's Projected. Like, okay. Thy name is Anne-Sophie. Holy shit. Uh, Carousel says, if... Uh, if you don't want me kissing your friend, maybe you shouldn't be such a dick. So, healthy relationship stuff going on here. Equally manipulative. Neat, yep. neat, 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 neat. Uh, let's see here. 
was there a challenge this episode? Yeah, I'm getting to the challenge. Okay, okay. I think I'm going to get to the challenge right now. Okay. Kind of feels like maybe we could have just... <laughs> gotten to the challenge. Naturally transitioned after I asked about it, huh? <laughs> Watch this. Watch maybe, this. Maybe edit the shit out? <laughs> well, yes, there was a challenge. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> so... Each person gets blindfolded. Oh, no. And earmuffs. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Yep. They, oh, no. one by one, each have to kiss the other, every other contestant, and then rate the kiss. Oh, my <laughs> God. And then in front of everybody, go through their ratings as it's revealed who it was that they were kissing. Imagine... Getting blindfolded. This is my favorite part of this episode movie. Imagine getting blindfolded in, in, uh, and having to kiss five strangers. Sorry, go on. Yeah. I agree. Horrifying uh, idea for me. I wouldn't want to do that. But uh, imagine doing that and then sitting in a room and then Nicholas walking in basically hands behind his back like rocking on his heels just looking at everybody and just looking at and then looks at you and goes Eric tell me about your third kiss <laughs> and he having to be like my third kiss uh. <laughs> but, uh, like when he just comes out of there and so yeah it's just a bunch of drama of them like going like Oh, yeah, I rated this kiss a 1. I rated this kiss a 10. And then revealing who it was. And then, like, if you're matched with the person and they rate somebody else higher. And all this stuff. And then uh, Chase and Carousel kiss. <laughs> Carousel rates Chase's kiss a 10. He rates Carousel's a 1. <laughs> and claims during the kiss <laughs> that he chipped his tooth. <laughs> Which I don't know how. If you're kissing somebody, you wouldn't notice if their tooth got chipped. Because that would take some pretty heavy trauma, one. And two, when a piece of tooth ends up in your mouth, you probably notice that as well. But this is his claim. Oh, my God. So he blew that. Uh, and then it is just a lot of talk about the usage of tongue during kissing. Inez, the French woman, does not use a lot of tongue, contrary to what you might think. Um, Chase is a very good kisser, apparently. Nick is a very good kisser, apparently. Inez. I forgot that there was a contestant named Nick. Yeah. I thought Nick Lachey just like, why everyone was blindfolded. <laughs> Is that maybe why he was asking specifically about your third kiss? Because he was the third kiss. <laughs> and it's just like, wait a minute. I kissed six people. <laughs> Did anyone else kiss six people? <laughs> It's just like cussing at the shade in the corner. Wiping lipstick off his face. (laughs) Just like a talking head with him. Like, as soon as I saw Ness walk in the house. Oh, 
I knew that's it. She I'm throwing was... my hat in the ring. I'm part of this now. She was my perfect match. Oh fuck! I might have clipped a little hard on that one. That's okay. Oh my god. Uh, this show is revolting. Yeah. So uh, who ended up winning that particular competition? I guess. Fuck, dude. I don't. Oh, it was uh, Chase and Anne Sophie won. Uh, they did not get to where they had more people in but i'll follow up on that next week if will from the mole does not get added into this show i will have watched this for nothing based on the trailer uh that we me and kathy watched he absolutely does oh good because we definitely see him and kathy had comments on how creepy he looked and i'm like he might be the nicest guy here (laughs) Uh, i would bet he is the nicest guy there dom's a really nice guy too uh but uh I would be very interested in seeing how he behaves because I just know him from the mole. And, and that's fair, yeah. too. It, th- th- this competition feels like it's really going to bring out the worst in its contestants. Exactly. So. For all I know, he's a huge piece of shit. But. <laughs> this comment could age very poorly. We'll see. Yeah, but geez, Luis, that they did not add anybody new or no, no, uh, uh, Zay and uh, Calvin, I think his name went home. That was it. Thank you, Sarah, for making me do this. Yes. Sarah, thank you for making Michael do this and no one else. Yes. You have disadvantage on your next five abilities checks. <laughs> JK. JK. I-, I got a Michael's musing. Okay. Fire it off. Uh, this may be indicative of what I've been doing on all of my time off. Okay. But here is my... Michael's using, you know, the T-1000, the robot from Terminator Uh and how it's like liquid metal, Uh but it can only have the same, be like the same size as, uh, as itself, which I'm taking as mass, uh, as itself. So how hollow would you make that? How much mass would you give it? So for it to fill out just so it could get like smaller. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 walking around that size of a human man. How much empty space is in there so it can shrink itself down? <laughs> this doesn't feel like amusing. It feels more like a really specific question about the lore of the Terminator movies, and really specifically just one of them. Here's okay. Let me rephrase this as amusing. I make it pretty hollow. I think. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> probably, there's probably a strength component too, so you couldn't make that's, it. That's yeah. why I, I'm gonna argue the uh, the flip side, which is that you need this thing to be a killing machine. I say you're filling that you're filling that fucker mostly up. All right, um, it's gotta it's gotta have some mass behind it, otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know what it's, it's at so least long. at least it's at least a little hollow because there's like a shot of it walking through like uh, bars, uh, like a of a cell, and the the displacement is almost not there as it does it. I would put money on you asking this question to James Cameron or whoever he was one that yeah it'd be James, and him being like who the fuck cares yeah he was like I what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about dude yeah. And he's, like, he's, a, he's a liquid metal robot. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, that's like um, 
in Jurassic Park when they take all the jeeps up and then it starts to rain and the T-Rex uh, uh, attacks the jeeps and then knocks one of the jeeps off of a cliff. That cliff was not there up until that point. The, the thing, and then like there's a lot of weird spatial shit about like going down to the cliff and then back up to the jeep and stuff. Yeah. And somebody uh, pointed this out to Steven Spielberg, and his response was basically like, "Who the fuck cares? It's a movie. Just have fun watching it." Yeah. <laughs> Suspend your disbelief for a second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my next musing is, I think the T1000 is a bad robot. I think it's worse than the T800 bad in design like it, it yeah. can't accomplish its yeah i think it's just a bad robot it's just liquid metal <laughs> do you think that's where jj abrams got the idea for his production company bad robot maybe he saw the t1000 and he was like it's a bad robot i don't know what's up with, what's up with this thing what's so cool about it oh it can turn its arm into a, a knife a knife cool I, my robot can hold a knife and also a gun. Yeah. Oh, it can disguise. Uh, I guess it can disguise itself, which is useful. But I feel like that could be gotten around by just putting uh, that liquid metal on the head of a T eight hundred or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just have it uh, the ability to change faces at will. Yeah. Also, why do you need a living what skin over that thing? The T eight hundred. I. I, I, just a, so it looks better <laughs> so that it looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger by the way he's got a Netflix show coming out in May that we're absolutely going to watch for this Ooh, yeah what is it I don't remember what it's called but my understanding is that it's about him um, and his daughter in the show both finding out that each other are CIA agents and like eventually having to work together on some case I have seen this Arnold Schwarzenegger movie already <laughs> Not both of them, <laughs> as was the case in this this upcoming show. But speaking of that movie, yeah. did you know that they made that into a really shitty TV show? There is a oh, True no. Lies show that just came out, I think, this week that is just has taken all of the fun out of True Lies and everybody hates it. Oh, dude, it's been a while since I've seen True Lies. I should watch it. As soon as I heard that they were doing this, I was like, oh, that, that sounds like it could be fun. And then I saw the reviews and I was like... I need to watch True Lies again. Yeah, yeah. I remember really liking it. I, of course, remember the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis scene where he... You know, in retrospect... <laughs> I was going to say, forgetting that scene, I was going to say, I don't think that this movie is going to have aged well, but I'm going to watch it. But yeah, that's yet another scene that I'm like, that definitely is not going to have aged well. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I remember that, and I remember somebody riding on the nose of a fighter jet and I remember Tom Arnold uh, with, like, the cigarette lighter uh, camera, too. Because, uh, yeah. Of course, I, I met Tom Arnold once, like everybody who lives in Iowa. I've never met Tom oh. Arnold. Uh, when I was in sixth grade, when I was in eighth grade, I was in the middle school marching band, and they needed people um, to, they needed some of us to, help the percussion of our high school marching band i was just gonna ask was your town big enough to have a middle school marching band but go on oh and honestly no we weren't we it it wasn't a marching band i was just in band and the high school marching band needed a a couple people to hold the symbols for the snare people and the reason i did it was because um 
they were going to be in the Iowa homecoming, the University of Iowa homecoming parade, and nice. we all got to go to a football game. Not nice. not the homecoming game, yeah. but a later football game. And uh, Tom Arnold was the uh, who's the person, the marshal. That may, be, that, that may be right. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember the exact yeah. name of it. Uh, he was that. And so uh, we went and we did it and our bus broke down. So they just let us loose in Iowa City for a few hours while they tried to figure that out. Which was a blast for uh, eighth grader just like wandering around <laughs> Iowa City. But, but wildly irresponsible <laughs> as a school administrator. Yep. Jesus. Yep. But ran into Tom Arnold and talked to him. He was nice. nice. Uh, he was going through his divorce with Roseanne and somebody passed by and razzed him about it. And he swore at them. But other than that, he was cool to us. <laughs> Until he was, uh, and fuck those people too. Yeah. Until uh, eventually he very gracefully was like, like moved us along. Was like, all right, guys. Well, I'm going in here. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> What else? You got anything? I don't have anything, man. We haven't been... Jesus Christ. Jeez. Um, we haven't been watching much streaming that we haven't already talked about. Like I told you the other night, we watched another episode of Kunk on Earth. It's great. Watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thanks for listening to the episode one podcast uh, with Michael and Eric. If you like the show... You can check out our website. It's episode1podcast.com. That's spelled out O-N-E. Or follow us on Twitter at Podcast Episode 1. That's the number one. Leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. But at least we're recording this on a Thursday for four more days. No more than four more total. Because if we have five by the time this episode airs on the 7th of March, I will have to watch more of Perfect Match. And I don't want that. I checked before we ca- I came over. It was sitting at 40. Yeah. It's still at 40. Yeah. And I'd like to keep... Well, that's not true. I'd be cool with us being at 44 <laughs> for the next four days. And then after that, go buck wild, man. Yeah. 200, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you could just do another, like, 200. And then we can become certified reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever dumb thing we said we were going to do three years ago. <laughs> Let's all commit ourselves to going to the Apple Store. Everybody listens to this. I'll go to the Apple Store and give 20 ratings. Five stars. Thanks to Bosnia for the use of her theme song. Got it in there. Got it.